0: In class, I was thinking about the adventures of Ash, about the misfortune of sitting kids at Crystal Lake. Became addicted straight away with the initial tape. God bless Betamax. Betamax. VHS, holy like Amanda Krueger. I was introduced to genre flicks by Toby Hooper. I started craving more, just like Larry the Looter. I collected VHS without commentary or bloopers. No computers, magazines, a bunch of stores. Spent my money on movies and begged my mom for more. I'd watch the boys kill those astro bastards five times a day or even more. I loved the gore. Lionel their hearts. I was tore my soul apart. I've seen them all, from Dracula to Vertigo. Listen up, welcome to The Horror Show with Sean and Joe.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to The Horror Show. The show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on, man? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So, uh... I mean, I guess... I guess. So, see, I forget that, like, 90% of our listeners are not on our social media accounts, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> right? I feel like people write us off because of our social media numbers, but it's crazy. Our listener numbers are literally staggering compared to the, the how they follow us. So people consume us and just are like, I don't want to know anything more about them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, honestly I, re- I respect that. I do too. I completely agree because I feel like whenever we, you and I, liked the podcast and started following them on social media, we were immediately like, yeah, Fuck "You these immediately guys. regret it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I, re- I completely respect that for anybody that listens and is just like, "I don't want to ruin it. Let's just, let's just let a good thing be." It's insane. It's it's literally like thirty to forty times our social media amounts. Uh, is is our subscribers and 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 like people must be like oh they have a thousand people like it's like no no no. those are just the maniacs that want to know more about us so i mean i guess for those listeners the listeners that don't follow us uh we are coming back we are we are back uh full time for good um until my next mental breakdown which it wasn't a mental breakdown it was I, our break <laughs> what was i think it was perfect timing i was talking to somebody else about it there was like an element of stress for me to it but um ultimately you ended up having a child right before the end of it right your second child a second one and so that that was honestly like I feel like it was a good thing I feel like you would not have been able to squeeze it in with work your job got more stressful like I think yeah I, think I mean we needed I, I got a, couple a new of years.
0: yeah I had, I had a job change a new kid it, it was good it was a good break
1: I I agree I think it was I think it was exactly what we needed to do I think I think if we pushed through it it might have ended Maybe, we might like, not have come back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It would have like burned out so bad where it would have like caused like issues with like our loved ones and shit. So like, I, I think this was good. I think, I think it was a good break. And, and for everyone that was like, what did, are you guys hate each other? Like, no, nope. It's not a thing. So we are back. No, I,
0: we said it on like the one-off episodes we did, uh, it's like the show continued because literally every single day we would just be, watch we would just be miserable watching movies. We just wouldn't record ourselves doing it, so
1: we we haven't missed a step. We have not. And then, um, I mean, I, get, I so not. It wasn't even like that big of a deal for us to start it again. I just kind of I was watching. I th- I honestly think so. This week we are doing the Island of Dr. Moreau from 1996. And the reason we're doing it is because I watched the documentary Lost Souls like a week ago. (laughs) And and I think that honestly might have been the thing where I was like, let's do the show again. (laughs) Because that documentary and the backstory to this movie was everything I loved about the show. Like the bullshit (laughs) that makes no sense behind the scenes is the best part to talk about. (laughs) And this movie... This movie has it all—the <laughs> greatest backstory of all time for making a movie.
0: Completely agreed. Uh, Sean was was telling me some of the details behind it, and I, I like heard about it before. But uh, as soon as he said that, like the first thing in my mind was, "We need to fucking record this and talk about it."
1: <laughs> it's true. And then I and then I messaged Joe a little while after, and I was like, <laughs> "Let's do the show again." All right, so we're back. Um, Joe, what's the what's the best rap comeback song? Return like return into the game song.
0: I mean, it's got to be Mama said knock you
1: out. Okay, that's that's what that's what I read a lot on the internet. Now, how about Mace's welcome back?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> All
1: right, here's but, the note. You know,
0: not, not too many, not too many uh, hip hop songs make good use of the "Welcome Back, Cotter theme song, which, which, which to to the listener, that's actually what probably got the ball rolling on, on our return. Oh, because, that's true. That's true. <laughs> because before before Sean was watching the uh, the documentary on the making of. Uh whatever this fucking movie's called. I keep thinking I keep thinking Dr. Calgary, whatever. You know? Island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Moreau. The fucking fat asshole Brandon. <laughs> um Anyway, before before he watched a documentary on that, uh we started we started talking about rewatching Happy Days and Welcome Back Cotter episodes because that's what we watched during our summers when we when we were kids, which by the way was like nineteen ninety-six, so there was no reason we we should have been watching that. But uh yeah, we were talking about rewatching them and, and, and toying
1: with the idea of coming back as a full time happy days podcast. <laughs> it was gonna be like my vision was like a Nick at night podcast. <laughs> which i i
0: like i like that idea a lot
1: (laughs) and it would just be nick and night programming but yeah we we start watching car car 54 where are you (laughs) 50 year old television shows trying to market to kids (laughs) 30 years and younger (laughs) i think dude i think that should be our patreon angle i i you know what the more you say it you said that, and I, I really do think because I, I could do that, I could bang that out. I know we tried that with, um what was that? Col Jack. Col Jack. But like shack. Having having Happy Days is a breeze to watch. Col I remember I watched the first episode and was like, "What the fuck is happening?" It was so you, you, you couldn't see anything for ninety percent of Yeah. yeah.
0: They shot the movie like, at night and didn't know how to light it. <laughs> yeah. You just had to guess what was happening
1: based on the sound. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that's true. But so is Mesa's Welcome Back a good song or no? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'll say yes. Oh, my God. I, I appreciate that so much because I genuinely think it's pretty good. It was cor- so when it came out, I remember I really liked it. But then it kind of got this vibe of being corny and weird, which I guess it is. It is a little bit, because he was trying to be Mr. Clean Cut. Um, but I was re-listening to it the other day, and it's not a bad song. It's not. It's it's not. It's fine. Now, is he back to being um, not a, a, a priest and not God-fearing? Uh, I
0: don't know if he's not. If he's not not Godfear, I mean, I remember he released that that diss track to Cameron. I think it was like last year or the year. Before. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. I knew something, and, and it was it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, good for Mace.
0: Yeah, <laughs> keep, keep it up, Mace. <laughs> remember he had that. Speaking speaking of Nickelodeon, he had the uh, Rugrats rap. Yes, yes. No, that was fucking corny. Also, with, with, with 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 Blinky B, Blinky B from Harlem World, who who, who 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 by the way broke Cannabis's jaw at a basketball game. I don't know why I know. You're recording
1: Rugrats theme song. Um, also, Mace Mace's Mace had like 20 years between Welcome Back and that distract. It's, it's true. It's true. like that's like his two last big claims to fame. I would think. <clears throat> well, we said we were going to do cats as our next episode. Uh it was awful. I did not I watched cats.
0: Sean, was this not cats? Like like <laughs> did,
1: did did some of
0: the the makeup and costumes not look exactly like Taylor Swift and cats? That's what I was going to say.
1: This 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 is this is cats. This is cats. So we are technically fulfilling our promise of doing cats there's because, way less singing right? there's way less singing and quite honestly i i think this might be a better movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah you so so sean
0: uh, before i interrupted him he, he was saying that he watched it uh it was our plan to watch it and sean immediately texted me and was like i'm like five minutes in and we're not doing this movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was it was so bad it was so bad i i literally had no idea what was happening and i don't know Maybe we, do we already talk about this on the show or no? We might have. I don't uh, even know.
0: I have I, no, I, what was the last
1: thing we did? It was uh, the dancing movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, but cats, cats. So, my favorite thing about the cats was because I started looking up information about cats, the musical, because I was like, why do people like this? And it was really mind boggling. And I guess it was. I guess at the time it was just like this huge production that had never been seen before. Like the makeup and the sets and all of this had never been done. It was like a blockbuster for Broadway. So that's why that's, that's like its real claim to fame. And the songs, I guess, are amazing. Uh, <laughs> but I found this article about when, um, who, who wrote that? Andrew Lloyd Webber or whatever his name is, is that who did it. Oh, I I have no fucking clue who wrote. Cass. <laughs> Wait, let me look it up so I don't sound like an idiot. I mean, I I do sound like an idiot. Who wrote Cats? Um, I think it's yeah, Andrew Lloyd Andrew Lloyd Re- Webber was the compo- he did he
0: did uh he, I do know he did Jesus Christ Superstar.
1: Yeah, he's he's I think he's like a god he, of Broadway. He's well known. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> he brought in his friend to show him like a. They had they had never done a show yet, they were practicing and rehearsing a rehearsal. They showed him like a dress rehearsal, of it. and the guy was like, "Man, Andrew, like that was an amazing thing, but what what is it about?" <laughs> like he's like, "Is it like thinking?" Because I thought the same thing. Is there an like an analogy or an allegory to like war or something? <laughs> and Andrew Lloyd Webber looked confused and went, "It's about cats." <laughs> <laughs> That's all he said, and the guy was like, Alright, sure, whatever, man. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> it's about cats looking confused, puzzled. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> it's in the title of the movie. <laughs> uh, so we did uh so we we watched Island of Dr. Moreau. We also watched Lost Souls, the documentary behind it, and boy, that was amazing. That it was I
0: highly, highly recommend giving it the one-two punch if you're gonna check out this movie. Uh, It's on Lost Souls is on Prime, and I I can't recommend watching it enough. It's everything about it sounds made up. Like (laughs) it, it, it sounds more scripted than the fucking actual movie does.
1: It does. It's insane. It is insane. So the original director of this was Richard Stanley. Who yes. was off of the heels of what? Some sci-fi movie, right? Yeah he he did uh, he did um, Dust Devil and
0: he did Hardware, so it was right. like pretty low budget, but they you know they had a, a decent enough following.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, he, and people were talking about you know he was he was he had like a lot of hype behind him uh, as a young director. Yeah. Um, so they give it to him, and there is just a, <laughs> a mess that follows this guy like a <laughs> hurricane. Um, but ultimately, who ends up directing? Yeah, liter- literally, a hurricane. <laughs> ultimately, who ends up directing it is John Frankenheimer, who did Birdman of Alcatraz, uh, Manchurian Candidate, Reindeer Games. Um, he ends up taking over and changing most of it, if not all of it. It sounds a lot like the Justice League <laughs> reshoots. Sure. Like it, it sounds like. Richard Stanley made a part of a movie, and then this guy came in and kind of said no, and we're gonna redo and all of it
0: for for by all accounts, it sounds like the crew was all on board with Stanley's vision. yeah and and then and then he was he was abruptly booted by uh, somebody who we've hated on in the
1: past Robert Shea or Bob Shay. Bob Shay. yeah, Bob Shea who did Nightmare on Elm Street and who seems like a genuine idiot. <laughs>
0: he's the guy that, that was confused about the, the sexual overtones or undertones in uh part two, right? Yes.
1: He was like, I don't understand what people are talking about.
0: Even though he like demanded to be cast.
1: <laughs> oh my God. It's insane. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I guess that we should start the movie and kind of go into maybe the stories from the documentary. Cause I think that's the best way to follow it, but it, it, or is it? I don't even know. Richard Stanley, after the documentary, do you think Richard Stanley kind of got fucked over? Like, Dude, what do you mean, kind of? That guy's entire life is ruined. <laughs> Sean. Okay, well, so some people messaged me and were kind of making fun of Richard Stanley because they, they saw I posted an image on Instagram of uh, Dr. Moreau and people were like, are you going to talk about the documentary? I was like, yeah, and, like, they kind of, like, made fun of Richard Stanley. I was like, dude, Richard Stanley did nothing wrong in all of this. He just wanted to make a fucking movie, and everyone else fucked up. <laughs> Richard said, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. He kind of seems like a weird asshole.
0: Like, like yes, the things that he was like, like, he was, like, the witchcraft angle and, like, his premonitions. Like, you're a fucking idiot if you think that was true. But th- imagine being, like, an up-and-comer, j- just in anything, like, like, just to relate it to, to the podcast right now. Like imagine you were like, people were reaching out to you and like, we're going to put you in charge of this huge podcast production. And like, you've dedicated your whole life to, for this moment yeah. and everything, everything is your way. You mapped it all out. You handpicked everybody. And then as soon as you get there, they just immediately fire you and, and you go and live in the woods for fucking, for fucking <laughs> nine months. <laughs> While somebody else
1: like destroys your child, your your brainchild. It's true. It's true. And 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 everyone said everyone they interviewed for the show was like, oh, Richard was giddy. He was so happy to be there. They were in the jungle. Like everyone was a little bit miserable, and Richard Stanley was like, this is gonna be the best movie ever made. <laughs> he was so excited just to make the movie, and then they just shut it all down and brought in. I this mean, he's not. Asshole.
0: He's not without fault. Like, like, in the documentary, they're like, they're like, Richard Stanley just wouldn't show up to meetings and he'd be like, I don't need to do that. Which, like, of course you do. You're the fucking director. But I also just think he's like, he has, he has a couple screwy. It's just like quirky. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, it, to have this like brainchild and, and to put so much effort into it and have it ripped away from you. Like, how is it, how is he? How did he make it out I, I of that jungle? I you have know?
1: no idea. And that's, so one of the best parts of the whole... I would say there's two stories in this documentary that, that make that, that make it. So I'll let Joe tell the air conditioning one, because he reminded me of it. But Richard Stanley is removed as director. And they're like, you, you're done. Get out of here. But no one ever hears from Richard Stanley again. It, and... They are put on hiatus for two months. They are all basically vacationing for two months out there while they wait to figure out what's going to happen and who's going to come out and direct it. They start filming again under the new director and a few of the extras go out into the jungle to camp because they're out in um, Australia in in, uh, like a rainforest area. I think it's like the far west side of um, Australia. Yeah, and, and it's it's literally a rainforest. And so the extras as like just a retreat for the weekend are like, let's go camping. They go camping and they hear somebody and it's Richard Stanley and Richard Stanley walks out of the fucking jungle and is like, oh, hey guys. <laughs> and he had been living out in the jungle just fishing and surviving out in the jungle. So they get Richard Stanley a mask one of the do- the dog people masks and bring him <laughs> onto the set. That is hands down. And he's in the movie. That is hands down. One of the greatest movie stories of all time. And not only is, is he in the movie,
0: but there are scenes where he's like on top of Val Kilmer. Like he's very much in the picture <laughs> front and center. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> and and I lo- I love that that there's rumors that he was still like lurking around the jungle because like he- there's reports that he never went back to the states and and everyone was like on edge that he was going to destroy it and and the the extras snuck him back on and at like the climax he's the one that's next to all the gasoline and the fire yeah <laughs> and and the director's like hey, you and the dog mask like torch this place <laughs> Could have blown up the entire
1: set. <laughs> it's amazing it's fucking amazing it's like one of the best stories of all time and then the other story which will get like is about brando who there's a lot to talk about with him man just what a character what a piece of shit um (laughs) so you were telling me this story so and i forgot it completely so my wife
0: actually read it. She she like found it and read it to me. I was like, "There's no way this could possibly be real." And then I watched the documentary, and he, and he confirms it.
1: <laughs> so Brando goes to a meeting with uh, Richard Stanley and what was it a female executive? Is a female executive that the studio like demanded
0: uh, escort them so they could they could just pretty much talk about the pre production. So this is well before filming started or anything. And Brando, of course, did not want the female executive to be there, so he brought her into the house, and he, he kept turning the air conditioner colder and colder and colder while she was sitting in the room. And she was like, "If you turn it down anymore, I'm going to pass out." So he kept turning, so he kept turning it down until she did fall asleep. And then as soon as she fell asleep, he met with the director, Richard Stanley. It's fucking madness. It's fucking madness. Putting someone in the room and just making them so cold that they fall asleep—that's the it's dumbest fucking... thing I've ever.
1: It's so diabolical. It's like a James Bond villain, yeah. or like not even—it's a Batman villain. It's like a '60s Batman. Villain. It is. That, that is. We'll put Commissioner Gordon to sleep by putting <laughs> ice cold exactly air. what
0: it is. Yeah. Fucking Mister Freeze. That's 100% what
1: you would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um so yeah so that happened uh the stories of marlon brando it seems like you knew about his history of being a piece of shit because <laughs> from the moment i talked about this movie you've been like bashing brando uh, so, <laughs> uh yeah there's, there's, he's an enigma because
0: like from what i've known about him from what I've read about him, he's always hated being an actor, and like he's always quoted as being like, "Yeah, this job's for assholes. Like you have to be a real lazy piece of shit to be an actor." <laughs> so like a general, general disdain for doing it, which I don't know why he just continued to do it, you know, year after year. But he he did not like doing it. Uh, I I almost kind of feel, for, I I do feel for him because at the beginning of this film, uh, his son had been arrested for murdering his daughter's boyfriend. Shot him in the head. And then that, and, and then that same daughter committed suicide, uh, shortly after. Yeah. So that, that's, that's how this whole movie started. You know, he was on trial with his son and all that. And then, uh, then his daughter killed herself. She was schizophrenic. She had said that the boyfriend was abusing her. And it, I don't know if it turned out to be completely false, but like, yeah, even the son was like, I probably shouldn't have taken her word for it. Cause he <laughs> went to confront him. And, 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 and that's when, he, that's when the other guy got shot. So, you know, Brando's, <laughs> He was going through some shit, but he—he that, uh, he was. It is, it is. So I feel for him in that. I mean, he's still human, but he was notoriously uh, difficult to work with. Like he worked, um, he worked with De Niro and Frank Oz. Di- Frank Oz directed the movie. Um, I forget the, the name of it. The score, I think. And and Brando called Frank Oz Miss Piggy the entire shoot because
1: <laughs> <laughs> he did the voice of Miss Piggy. That's
0: so <laughs> stupid. <laughs>
2: so childish
1: dude the stories of brando in this are out of control and and somebody did say that in this movie too and i had never heard that that he they were like they said he was notorious for hating his craft and yeah. i had never heard that and i was like that's that's bizarre just stop doing it
0: yeah. hated what he did hated everyone else that did it
1: <laughs> so insane dude the story in the documentary i don't know if you saw that part but when he pulled over, he was like, Hey, You're from Germany? And the kid was like, Oh, yeah, I'm German. And he's like, That's probably my, that's probably, <laughs>
0: that's probably my third favorite story of the whole thing. And the guy Just was speak, like, <laughs> Speaking in clear gibberish. And the guy was like, I don't know what you said. And he thought he heard the guy say cat and cat and roof. <laughs> so he's like, so he's like, Oh, you're talking about cat on a hot tin roof. And Brandon was like, No, you fucking idiot. <laughs> And then made his assistant be like, what did I just say? And his assistant somehow nailed it. Probably because it was pre-planned. Probably because he's fucking with him. And then, and then Brando, and, and keep, this guy that he was doing it to was supposed to be like one of the, the big stars of this movie. Like, like he was supposed to be in every scene with Brando. And then, and then Brando fucks with him by speaking in German and then goes over to the, the little guy, the, the, uh, I forget his name, but he goes over to him and says the same gibberish. It's like, oh, I speak Spanish and the guy responds with c senior and brando just goes i love this guy put him in every scene with me and (laughs) the other guy's role almost non-existent
1: it's insane it's insane and they were like they were like uh it's that kid um he's not a kid he was a grown man uh that nelson de la rosa was his name yes he's like very small like very he was the world's smallest man yeah and uh <laughs> <laughs> they were like Brando. He doesn't. He doesn't know any English though, so he can't take that guy's spot because he can't, he can't read the lines. And there's a ton of lines. And Brando was like, "I don't care. Just dub it over." And they're like, "We can't do that." So now this guy takes this guy's part and now has no lines. <laughs> they just got rid of all the lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. Oh my god! So, that, that's my favorite. <laughs> The German guy's like, I I don't know. What like that doesn't sound like words. (laughs) I can picture him doing that too. Especially in this fat stage. Dude, (laughs) how did Val Kilmer later in this movie Val Kilmer starts pretending to be Marlon (laughs) Brando. The best acting of
0: all time. It sounds just looks looks and sounds
1: just like (laughs) It's amazing. It's his best
0: role. It's Val's best role. Which, which, by the way, Val was also a complete dick to everybody. Val was probably the biggest dick out of everybody. Dude, that's every, what I was Everyone that Everyone they interviewed was like, Marlon Brando was a piece of shit, but at least he was like funny. Yeah. Whereas Val Val was just a, a piece of shit.
1: I think they all liked Brando because even though he was a piece of shit, he hated movies so much that he just gave everyone... <laughs> like, like he was like, fuck this movie. Val thought he was like hot shit coming off of Batman or whatever. Was he coming off of Batman at this point? Yeah, and... And Jerry, uh, what was his name? The, the one
0: that just died. It was it Jerry Bruckheimer.
1: Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Joel, no, no, Joel, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he hated Val Kilmer. He hated Val Kilmer too. That he didn't bring back Batman in his sequel. Like, like you just had a hit movie with Batman, and you yeah. recast Batman. Like, you have to
1: suck you, for that. You, to have. And and you know what? Sometimes you see these guys disappear, and and you you have to know that this is like the kind of shit that they did. All the stories of Val were just him. Calling people, being like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do that." (laughs) They're like, "Val, do you want to be in this movie?" And he's like, "Yeah, but I'm not going to do four weeks. I'm not going to do that. So just cast me as something else." (laughs) What the fuck?
0: (laughs) The makeup, the makeup for some of these people, like like the animals. (laughs) It took them three and a half hours to to get made up each day, and then they would and then they would sit around for hours and sometimes not even shoot because Val would refuse to leave his trailer before Marlon did, and then Marlon would refuse to leave his trailer before Val did. <laughs> so they would both just sit in their trailer all day until the other one came out
1: in like a hundred degree weather. Yes, they were in the fucking jungle.
0: Those two assholes. <laughs> Which, by the way, well, going back to Richard Stanley sneaking back on as an extra, they they all said how it was like 120 degrees, and everybody needed to take their, their mask off multiple times to get water or else they would die. Except except the one guy in the dog suit who would never take it off because he didn't want anyone to know who he was.
1: Dude, the one, the interview that the producer that was interviewed and was like, man, I saw that guy in the dog mask and thought that guy was going to die. He was like, it made no sense. He's like, "I it stood out because it was so insane. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I can talk about
0: the, ba- the the backstory to this is also funny. I just remembered that uh, the new director, the new director called Bob Shay it was like, listen, he's like, he's like we're in, we're in fucking trouble. He's like, Brando wants to reshoot everything. And he keeps pitching an idea that at the end he takes off his hat. And he's actually a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> and for ruse it was like it was like every time i'd go to brandon and be like hey maybe we should connect on the lions <laughs> brandon would just laugh laugh out loud and be like this movie
1: sucks like we don't need to do that dude that was my that actually might have been my overall favorite thing he was like honey don't waste your time like this is a joke this movie's terrible He's like, we don't need to talk about anything. (laughs) And, and he had an, he had his assistant, he wore an earpiece most of the movie and his assistant read the lines to him because he refused to learn them.
0: Yes. Yes. And and in the documentary, they said that like there was a there was a really smooth read, and he just interrupted to yell at her because she was she was doing it in a voice like a, like a different voice acting. And then uh, online, it said that sometimes sometimes Brando would be reading a line and then be like "Robbery in progress on Route 13 or whatever, because <laughs> because because it would pick up
1: the police scanner, so he wouldn't know the difference. Imagine like. <laughs> Dude, that's like the the TV shows when the when they give the guy the uh, the headset to talk to girls, <laughs> and ultimately they start saying the wrong shit. <laughs> like, you, and you're like, that's ridiculous. No one would do that. You 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 would know what what they were, what was real and what was something else. <laughs> and fucking Brando was doing it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this movie though
0: can I say, can I say one more thing Oh yeah definitely So so before I watched the movie you were, you were, you were sending me pictures of Brando in uh, the the world's smallest man I forgot I forgot the character's name in the uh
1: it, it, what, it was like so name? hard to pronounce I actually I I read it and I was like I'm not going to call him that so I, ca- I actually called him Mini Me in most of my notes Mini Me Well because like <laughs> listen, and it's not it's not a jab at him he's literally dressed as Brando He is the original Mini Me yeah, That's very true I actually I wonder. That's funny you say that because A, I
0: wonder if like that's a direct homage, and B, I, when I posted the picture on like my Instagram story, somebody messaged me and was like, "Are you doing Austin Powers?" So <laughs> we're clearly not. We're clearly not alone in that. At all. <laughs> it,
1: it's 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 wild. I it, they wear the same clothes. It's 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 whatever. So because I couldn't you, remember his you, name ever. You sent it to me, and, and you were like, <laughs>
0: "Joe, look at this." Uh, Brando like demanded this guy be next to him at all times, and I was like, "I was like, oh, Sean, he's doing the uh, the Pedro Martinez treatment." and in two thousand in two thousand and four. The Red Sox won their first World Series, and after every after every playoff game, for whatever reason reason Pedro Martinez would bring this little person out and just parade him around on his shoulders. So I was like, that's that's very uh, he, would. he would he would like douse him in, in champagne and just like hoist him up. Yeah, he would he would, and and I was like I was like this sounds very similar. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I was like this sounds very similar. Like that's, that's ridiculous. So today I was telling Tina that, and we looked it up. Sean, it's the same fucking guy. <laughs> Because that guy's from Dominican Republic. Yeah, that's and so right. So Pedro. Yeah, so was Pedro. And they said that guy's like a huge star. So that was Pedro's like good luck charm. That's what we referred to him as. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous.
1: Yeah, they said he's like the biggest star in the Dominican Republic. They went to go talk to him, and he was like surrounded by women and, <laughs> and children and just beloved. <laughs> oh God. What
0: a life that guy had.
1: I mean, honestly, he's dead now, right? He is, yeah. 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 Well, this movie, this movie starts out, which, I, so in the movie, they, I thought the guy from Northern, because I watched the documentary first, so they were saying that that guy from Northern Exposure was going to be the lead guy, but he's not.
0: <laughs> no, that that, that Rob Mar- Rob Morrow, he leaves halfway through. He called Bob Shay up crying, being like, "This is a disaster." So, <laughs> so, so he leaves and they bring in um the guy who plays Remus uh Remus in in Harry, in Harry Potter. And he's like the main star and and he must hi- he must have hired a lawyer and put like a gag order out like please do not ever mention my name in association with this movie cuz they didn't even acknowledge that Rob World left. Yeah. Other I mean I mean they did but like that was the end of it. They never said they
1: replaced him with anyone. So No, that 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 was super weird to me cuz I saw him and I was like wait a minute that's not the northern exposures guy. No. Yeah. Um so Remus from Harry Potter, uh, he he's there. He's 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 all right. He's all right. Val Kilmer's in this. He's fine. What was that?
0: I, I was saying he's fine. Like he, he actually like gave it his all. I didn't mind him at all in this movie. Honestly, I didn't mind Val Kilmer.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be
0: honest. I didn't either. I dude, dude I didn't either. <laughs> he, he, he was at like peak Kilmer, you know.
1: He he looked great and he honestly did fine he was better than i thought uh, and better than i remember about kilmer acting honestly he might have been better in this than he was in batman because i don't, I don't think i agree with that i, I don't know o-
0: only because only because there's one scene where in this movie where they're, <laughs> where they're like where'd you get that gun
1: from and and
0: Calmer, <laughs> kilmer is acting like a fucking two-year-old just like looking over his
1: shoulder and staring at a wall <laughs> Like the guy looks at him to be like it was him, and Val Kilmer looks over yeah. his shoulder. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, are you looking at the guy behind me? <laughs> um, yeah, that was. Uh, so here's a here's a question. Did you like this movie? Um, I didn't dislike this movie. So, I think neither did I. I don't mind this. I think I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> it's it's not
0: nearly as miserable as i was expecting going into it and and knowing the backstory of it it's honestly a fucking miracle like like (laughs) frankenheimer should honestly be praised for pulling this off and and like people always say like release the snyder cut like i wish there was a stanley cut because there's a super good movie somewhere
1: like within this i agree completely i agree completely they talk about some of richard stanley's ideas and i was like man that would have been fucked up and like pretty cool like if it was a little darker and they didn't paint marlon brando white for scenes (laughs) well they they didn't paint he painted himself white (laughs) and he said it was because it was for the sun dude (laughs) There, there are so many things he does in this movie <laughs> that I am he like, that a- is not in the script. That is Marlon Brando just talking. He puts an ice bucket on his head and makes <laughs> and makes
0: Feruza bulk, <laughs> makes Feruza Buck pour ice on top of it to keep his head cool.
1: And it's 100% not scripted. Dude, and the director just had to go with it. I agree completely. I think he complained about the heat constantly and they just filmed it because... <laughs> Throughout the movie, for no reason, Dr. Moreau's like, it's so hot out here, it's miserable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the character Dr. Moreau has been there for like 60 years, so yes. 100% expect the heat.
1: <laughs> Dude, every, every, like, once every three or four scenes he's in, he'll be like, the heat out here is ridiculous. <laughs> it's 100% Brando just talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then going back to your question of is it good? Like, obviously, it's written by H.G. Wells, so so we know it's a good story. But like the screenplay is completely fine. Like, like the way that it plays out, aside from like the absurdness of Brando, it's a good
1: story. My only issue with it, and and I, I don't know, I don't know the H.G. Wells story quite honestly. So my only issue with it was at the end. Um, but I mean, obviously, I. You know what I was thinking about? How we always like literally every episode we say, "Spoilers," as if we don't talk about the entire movie. But, but I always just feel like it needs to be said. Anyway, so at the end of the movie, well, no, not at the end of the movie. With with twenty to thirty minutes left, Brando dies. Yep. And I after that, I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> The guy Douglas, who's the lead character, like there's not really anything. I'm not invested in that guy, you know. Val Kilmer's just nuts. I I think it
0: has. (laughs) I think it has more more to do with like the the train wreck uh, scenario. Like you just don't know what brando's going to show up with or what he's going to going to say so so i do agree like once once his character was gone i was kind of like you know it's probably just going to be like a movie from here on whereas (laughs) where, where where he was there like i was at the edge of my seat being like what is he going to look like and what is he going to sound like you know what i mean yeah like his fucking wardrobe changes are absolutely absurd that the white cloak that he's wearing. First of all, he's so large; it's like he put a comforter around, like a, a whole bed comforter around him. It's and and the way that he wears it, like the hats that he wears. And, and again, we we mentioned the white the, the the white face paint. Like you know you know uh, the angel of death and Bill and Ted. Like yeah. that's the same fucking like face paint that Marlon Brando has for no reason at all. He just looks so absurd. So so all that to say, I, I do agree that once he dies. Uh, I stopped caring, but I don't know if it's because the story got worse or just because I, I just was so excited to, to see what
1: would happen and what, say. <laughs> what I mean, wearing, he would starts... say. He wears a colander on his head. With <laughs> it's <laughs> insane. That's not a thing. <laughs> Giant metal thing on his head. <laughs> I've never seen anything so stupid in my whole life. The,
0: and in the documentary, they mentioned about how he was like, put this ice bucket on my head because I'm too hot. And they said they just literally cut, cut it, the bottom out of an ice bucket, and it fit perfectly on his <laughs> stupid round head.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> this is the best story of all time. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I just don't and know. He, I can... That, sorry. That character dies, and I just... The guy Douglas, I just didn't really care about because frankly, he didn't seem like a great guy. Like, I, I was just a little bit confused. And, and, you know, the animals, you're kind of like, who are we rooting for here? It was, it was, it was, conf- it was a little confusing. <laughs> that, that is a good point because
0: I'm at no point i'm ever like i really want this person to prevail right
1: you have no idea who you want to prevail and at the end the people that prevail i was like is this good i don't i'm honestly not sure (laughs) i'm honestly i have no idea i
0: really have no idea um, and I'm 100% on board with the staff. We mentioned that they were like, yeah, Kilmer was just a dick, whereas Brando was incredibly difficult, but at least he was funny. And, like, the more I think about him, like, if I had somebody like that at work, I'd be like, this person is such a stupid asshole, but I don't ever, like, want to be away from them ever. I just want to see what stupid things they're going to do today.
1: Absolutely. So, we really haven't gotten anywhere in this movie. <laughs>
0: We have. Um, we've also we've also summed up the entire movie.
1: I mean, we did. Yeah, actually, we we really fucking did. Um, so Remus is in this. We talked about that. If you were Daniel Radcliffe, I would have just bugged this guy constantly about the stories of this set.
0: Dude, I so Tina and I met um, Ron Perlman, who is somehow in this, but <laughs> not mentioned in the documentary. Insane. I know. And and also, you know, Ron. I, I have no clue which guy was Ron, and I also am not sure if he was even in makeup because you know, was disgusting. <laughs> I do wish. I do wish I, I when we were talking to him that I had brought up this movie,
1: dude. From the eighties through the nineties, Ron Perlman was only cast as disgusting beasts. Well, he, was, he was literally
0: he was literally beast, It's true. He was literally beast in, in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, he's fucking he, hell fucking Hellboy.
1: He played the um the goat like leader the blind goat man leader, (laughs) which by the way, there's a scene in this where, where Remus goes into Moreau's lab for the first time. And for some reason it's filled with alpacas. I would have done anything to see the alpaca man. Like (laughs) so fucking badly. (laughs) It was all I wanted to see. (laughs) It was all I wanted to see. Um, So, um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a long-ass episode. Uh, So what do we do? Uh, So Remus, he's out at sea with two other guys that somehow get eaten by sharks. (laughs)
0: They're
1: all beating the shit out of each other. It it, it opens up and it's like, yeah, we were fighting for water. And they're just punching each other in the face. Um, and then they get eaten by sharks and somehow Remus survives by literally just laying down in the boat the whole time. (laughs) It was just the other two guys being like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) while Remus just laid. (laughs) Um, Val Kilmer and his boat drive by. They find Remus. They bring him on board. Uh, there's some weird stuff going on there, but we, they don't really talk about it till later on in the movie. Uh, when they port at the at the island, Remus, whose name is Douglas in the movie, he's like, hey, um, maybe I should just take this boat home. And Val Kilmer's like, I forget exactly what he says, but he's essentially like, oh, that's a fine if you want to get raped by that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, he's like, those guys love to party and they think you're real cute. Something like that. And it's, like, it's fucking disturbing. <laughs> And also, in hindsight, br- br- probably the better decision.
0: <laughs> 100% the, b- the better choice.
1: But I don't think you'd ever imagine an island filled with half human, half animal monsters. <laughs> so. how, many, how many times do you think that thought crosses mind afterwards? <laughs> I wish, I, Dude, I wish I would, that was happening. I would do right anything right to be on that boat. Anything to be on yeah. that boat. Yeah. Um, Val Kilmer takes him to the island. Val Kilmer also kills a rabbit for no reason at this point. I, I think it's... T- Snaps his neck. Yeah. <laughs> while the guy... While Douglas is like, One time I had a rabbit and then it died. It was the saddest day of my life. <laughs> Val Kilmer makes him kiss the rabbit he's holding and then fucking breaks his neck. <laughs> uh, they get to the island... Remus meets. Um, I, I don't even know her name in it. It's it's some weird name, but it's Firuzabalk. I Issa I so, or something like that. Issa? Yeah, uh, I, the only names I know are Douglas and Montgomery because they were they're just stupid American names. The the I other ones, Lo- the other ones like I I could never hear. Lomai, from. Lomai, one of the hybrid things. Lomai. Oh, that was one of them. Was named like Sh- Shumu. <laughs> Shoot. I was like, what the fuck is that? And so Remus, Remus gets to the island. He sees Ferruza Balk dance into what sounds like that Pure Mood CD that was always on. That was always on TV. With, with, with fucking Enya? Enya. Hey, uh, And for some reason, the X Files theme so I remember, Holy shit. What
0: was. I remember that commercial
1: vividly, was
0: the X-Files too. theme song. Of?
1: Me too. <laughs> Me too. It was always so weird. It was all these weird-ass, like, uh, I don't even know what you call them. Spiritual type of songs. And, and then the X-Files theme song just crammed into the middle of it. <laughs> so fucking bizarre. <laughs> um, so Farouk is, is uh, Farouza is Farouk. <laughs> Farouk. <laughs> I, I wish he was in this. I haven't thought of that name in forever. Um, Feruza Balk, she's outside dancing in the Pure Moods. Uh, it's ridiculous. And she is, um, well, I thought she was, doc- she, they play it up like she's Dr. Moreau's daughter, but we learn, you know, I, she's not really his blood daughter, right? <laughs> She's not. No. She, she's just like the other ones that are like. Fuck. You know somebody's
0: gonna. You know somebody's gonna correct us, but but <laughs> I I did not interpret it that way. I thought she was just a creation that uh, referred to him as dad.
1: Right, and I think that's what the setup was. Like we were supposed to be like, oh, that's his daughter, and then we learn they all see themselves as his kids. Yeah, yeah. That guy doesn't have a child. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. Look at him. <laughs> 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 Hasn't seen uh, his dick in fucking
1: decades Fucking And then so uh, Remus is putting the moves On Feruza, And Val just appears out of nowhere wearing a skirt With flowers in his hair he's like oh she's a real Pussycat Which like Going into the movie you'd be like what the fuck Just <laughs> But also it's somehow, somehow
0: foreshadowing
1: <laughs> Ridiculous Um Montgomery and Douglas, they share their backstory. This is their little mangle expert moment, um, basically explaining who Moreau is for no reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dr. Moreau, you mean that guy that disappeared 17 years ago and no one's seen him since? <laughs> Montgomery's like, I, yeah, that one, but he's been here doing blah, 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 blah.
0: Dude, I, I would argue this is the... Most appropriate usage of a Mangle expert because I guarantee they probably wanted Brando to give his backstory in some way, but but they just couldn't. So I'm totally fine with the Mangle expert.
1: I'm sure Brando filmed like a 30 minute monologue about about his life. <laughs>
0: Speaking,
1: Speaking in, in German. German <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I also spent three years in Germany. <laughs> Um, we also learned that Val Kilmer is supposed to be an intellectual of some type. Some type of he's a neuroscientist. He <laughs> behaves like a maniac. <laughs> the
0: least believable neuroscientist in, in any movie. Ever. Ever.
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> um And then he reveals he kind of came out there about ten years ago to help Moreau with his research in animals, and they have to be at this island because uh, the animal rights activists uh, make their work very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Val's like, let me show you to your room. Brings him to his room and uh, locks, him in, locks him in. It's like prison. Re- Remus is like, why have you locked the door? And he's like, this is for your own good and disappears. I mean, that's the end of the story. Like, I'm getting out of there or I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Like this is also, not going to end well. Gets out of there very easily. Oh, he's. <laughs> that's actually a good point. He is out within five minutes. He's like, huh, and then just apparently walks out. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has a look of panic for like maybe thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, um, and then he decides to go out, and it, you know, instead of trying to run and find help, he decides to run towards these wailing sounds of an animal screaming. <laughs> it's like. that sounds like a good idea. (laughs) So he runs towards those. He gets into this lab. There's alpacas. There's goats. Then he sees the monster fetus tubes and an animal woman giving birth. Probably the coolest scene. Yes, yes. uh, This scene's fucking awesome. And, fun fact, this is the scene that Richard uh, Stanley, like, described in detail, being like, I really wanted to do this scene. So this is 100% his idea. Yeah. He was like, I wanted like a like a pig woman with like her nipple, like nineteen nipples hanging out. And it is. It's, it's a horrifying scene. It is. And, and like the suspense
0: building up to it of him like discovering everything, like going from just animals to fetus tubes to
1: that. Yes. It was, it was, it was great. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect. I was actually surprised at how early we got to that. Yeah I, yeah, I was surprised. Because um, most movies will make you wait till the third act. for. Oh, my God, anything. which is such a fucking nightmare. They need to cut that shit out. That shit they they sucks. do. I just,
0: I just watched uh, uh, Summer Party Massacre 2. It's literally like 60 minutes of nothing, and then <laughs> then a guy finally is prancing around with his guitar and, and singing and <laughs> doing doo-wop things. <laughs> like, it's like, know why do you make you wait? Yeah. The, Nobody want nobody wants to sit through the first two-thirds of nothing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Introduce that guy in the first 5 fucking minutes.
1: Anyway. Oh man. So he runs away, he starts screaming. Um he runs away, but he finds Feruza and we hear Val say, uh, there's a lot of unstable phenomena out there, which leads us to learn that there are there's animals that are Less in control of their faculties, I guess, or like emotions that are out in the wild. Um, and they, they immediately run into them. <laughs> <laughs> There's no waiting for that. Oh, also, I gotta say, uh, the, the, some of the other animal creatures are more, what would you call it? Like <laughs> domesticated? <laughs> like they wear clothes and are, are soldiers yeah. and stuff. And they're yes. driving, they're driving military trucks. To to come after them. And one of them steps out in a tuxedo. (laughs) What the fuck? Why is that guy in a tuxedo? Driving around in a military truck with guns. (laughs) Dumbest shit I've ever seen. Um, The animal people. He encounters the wild animal people. And there is some CGI. A lot of this was. uh, You know. uh, What do they call it? Practical makeup effects. Um, But there is some CGI in this. And. Uh I would say it's better than a lot of the CGI we see today. Especially for that
0: time. I mean I mean looking at it now it's not great but we've seen way worse Dude. even
1: years later. Dude. I would argue that that little hyena man that's jumping around that CGI is on par with it too.
0: Oh oh. It, it this movie blows both hit movies
1: out of the fucking water in the, in the CGI department. It's crazy. It that should not be the case. It was this was made in 1996. I know. <laughs> That's insane. It, it looked so much better than that. It, it, it blew my mind. It, it was it, it's insane. Well, they find this baboon guy, Sassamon something, Um and then they go to look for Sayer of the Law. Who is Ron Perlman? Because Ron Perlman just looks like an animal. They just kept casting him (laughs) as animals. Exactly. (laughs) That's so bizarre. (laughs) I would be like, I'm done with acting. I don't want to be an animal anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So so disheartening. So (laughs) imagine if they're like, you can only play these ugly creatures. (laughs) (laughs) Um they 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 meet these animals, um Feruza's kind of a gatekeeper, it seems between human and animal or human and creatures, um so she's keeping Douglas safe, and then we hear them all start screaming the father, the father, and we get our first look at Moreau of the movie, <laughs> which is <laughs> fucking madness uh and, and in the documentary, it was great because. I guess they had changed what Dr. Moreau was going to look like because Richard Stanley was not going to portray him this way. And Feruza Balk had no idea what he was going to look like. And she was like, all of a sudden, this truck pulls up and Brando's in it with a sheet around it and mosquito netting all over her. Dude, that had to be his choice. It'll, sean
0: a thousand percent his his choice also he showed up like five hours late they, they were waited there all day for him to finally show up and that's that's how he arrived like they didn't like he didn't show up and then they did it like that was literally him arriving in that
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god and we also see uh we also see, uh, Nelson De La Rosa for the first time here and he's washing, he's washing the white shit off of Moreau after Moreau electrocutes the animals and saves Douglas. Um, yeah, they, they all have like, they all have like
0: shock collars on.
1: Yeah. And Moreau, Moreau, Moreau is my favorite line here where he's like, uh, no, this must be shocking for you. And Douglas is like, yeah, there's fucking half human, half animals running around. And he's like, no, the white medication all over my face. <laughs> it's like, I have to wear it. And Douglas is like, what?
0: <laughs> Again, that's 100% not in the script. It's just something that Brando
1: said at that spot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the shocking thing that Douglas just saw.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Discovered a brand new world. <laughs> And then Moreau's.
1: Being, Although, honestly, honestly, is he wrong? That is probably the most shocking thing. It really is. I would be way more afraid of Moreau than the anime people. Yeah, I would, I would too. And then Moreau's like, because the guy's like, you're the worst. And Moreau's like, listen, like, don't be rude. I'll see you at dinner. <laughs> and then. At dinner him and Minnie Me are playing dueling pianos and <laughs> Minnie Me's piano is on top of his piano. They have matching pianos and matching outfits. <laughs> Dude, I am looking up right now if Austin Powers credits this movie. It I mean it 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 has to. It has to. I don't think there was anything really like this where there was a smaller man that just dressed up like this <laughs> other man. uh so they have a dinner um and douglas kind of just smell their own farts and talk about (laughs) i I don't even know it's just two actors like acting or trying to act you know like they're just saying words it it it, it was the most pointless scene and and they were just like who's killing the devil now douglas is like you i killed the devil you do you're the devil like just fucking nonsense. Made no fucking sense. Um, but but the ultimate uh, message. Sean, oh what? Shot
0: right here. It says the entire character of Mini Me is a parody of the Mini Doctor Moreau, which Moreau <laughs> keeps as a companion. In addition, they both have. In addition, they both have scenes where the two sit playing piano together.
1: <laughs> I just spit out my water. It's fucking brilliant. I mean, why wouldn't you mock this? It's insane. And it's even more insane because it was Brando's idea who was like, no, I don't I don't want I don't want to make a real movie. I just want this little guy to follow me around. Comedy screenwriters must have been so happy watching this. <laughs> it just fucking writes itself. Are you kidding me? Dude, the I, I remember there was just a million parodies of this at the time. There yeah, South, South Park. Did Park. It. Yeah. It was crazy. I I remember Mad TV did something with it. It, it was it was it was just so so easy to make fun of. Yeah, too, yeah. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, we learned Moreau. Has, he, the, the ultimate goal of all this nonsense was Moreau is trying to make a creature that had no malice, which so, so far we've seen is not the case. <laughs> no. Because from it, the get-go. <laughs> yeah. From the get-go, all these creatures are like, oh, I want to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Moreau's like, I'm so <laughs> fucking close. <laughs> and they all have guns. <laughs> yes. Um, also, Moreau is very adamantly against eating meat, which I thought was going to be coming to play. So I wrote that note, and it doesn't really <laughs> come into
0: play. <laughs> no, he just gets mad at, at, at Kilmer for, for eating an animal, which also doesn't come back into play. Really.
1: No, no. Um what is Kilmer's point in this movie? So, again, I think all of these characters got shifted around because – because Kilmer, Kilmer filmed all of his shit in like three weeks because that was his contract. And they said that it was like a small part in the documentary and he was okay taking the smaller part just to – so he could get out of there in three weeks or whatever it was. But he he's in the entire fucking – The entire movie, yeah. So, uh, something changed, and I don't know what, and I don't know what his purpose was. The only thing I can think of is when they switched directors, just everything shifted. And Val Kilmer was probably like, well, I'll do it now. Because there was a lot of politics going on, and and I don't know what. Or if
0: literally everything everything was shot in three weeks, but they were so inept that it just took them six months to actually
1: finish it. (laughs) Well... No, that's definitely the case, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Val Kilmer's role changed because they were like, he was a side character because he, I don't know. <laughs> and when they said that, I was like, that's weird because I think I remember him being a big part. <laughs> He's in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> he might be in it more than Brando is. He he definitely is because Brando lives, Kilmer lives longer. That's true. It, And and this director, they said he only took it because he wanted to work with Brando. (laughs) Imagine getting to set and this is what you have to deal with. You're like, I'm going to work with a legend. (laughs) He's like, put that ice bucket. They said
0: they said the the day that he was arriving to set, the director was like uncharacteristically nervous. And like he was usually like a hard ass and, and you know an old school film director. And yeah. He was like uneasy because Brando was coming. And, that, and Brando Brando arrives in that fucking shitmobile, <laughs> white paint smeared all over his face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's so fucking he's a fucking mess. Oh my god. <laughs> oh fuck, that's fucking funny. Well. Um, where are we now? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, they have dinner whatever. We already talked about that. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of boring speeches here. Moreau, dude, Moreau gives a speech to the animals. <laughs> and I think it's supposed to be, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's supposed to give us some like backstory of these animals or give us some details. <laughs> and Moreau's just like, no, 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 no. I'll hail the father, whatever, and then nothing really happens. And then they they call up che- this cheetah, and the, they're like, "You killed something that's living." And and, and Brenda demands they have a trial, <laughs> but it's interrupted by this butler animal who just goes up and shoots it in the head. And Brenda's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Brando might have thought he might have actually killed him first. <laughs> it was Brando's best acting in the movie. He was like, what is happening? Why would you do that?
0: It's true. This is most animated for sure. So 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 I'm I'm with you. He definitely was not expecting that. Forgot he was in a movie.
1: <laughs> you just killed that
0: cheetah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. And then, uh, you know, killing the cheetah causes all this chaos. The animals are a little bit, uh, a little bit on edge. Um, and one of the animal people, the, the hyena, he looks through, uh, the cremated remains of his buddy and he finds a microchip on the ribs. So he (laughs) rips it out of his own ribs. (laughs) Yes. That's something.
0: And, and that micro-trip is, is what uh, Brando uses to shock them. So when he wants to control them or sub subdue them, he hits a button
1: and it, it electrocutes them. Yeah, the justice. It's how he inflicts the justice. So we see Val giving out shots and also making out with dog women? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Probably the most disgusting <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. Is it the most disgusting thing, or is it when Minimi's naked right next to him? It, 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 that, that was repulsive. That And it's also very glossed over. It's just... It's happening in the background of a scene. And Minimi's just naked, and he's got this giant fat tail. <laughs> One of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God. Well... Val's like, oh yeah, just give him all these drugs. <laughs> and Douglas is like, hey, uh, what about that guy over there? <laughs> and the fucking hyena guy's just in the brush staring at that. <laughs> He, dude, I love
0: scenes like that because why wouldn't he just not show up? Or like, you know, if, if he's already like self aware and he's gotten rid of that chip, he would just like go away, you know, instead of going to where he's not
1: supposed to be, just awkwardly staring so
0: that he knows that you're gonna see them.
1: Lay, so just lay low and plot your revenge. He just shows up, yeah, just staring, recreating. just standing still and staring Val Kilmer dead in the eyes. <laughs> Which, of course, Val Kilmer's like, oh shit. And Val Kilmer realizes his chips out. Um, and then they go hunting for this guy. And s- for whatever reason, um, you know, they don't, they don't catch this guy. Um, and, and he kind of somehow gets an army of other animals that he de chips. Yes. And, and I'm not it's, sure yeah. how that happens or why, but it, it does. <laughs> Yeah, he just he recruits a rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Um cut to Moreau with a colander on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing to talk about in that scene other than Farozebalk reveals uh <laughs> she's uh she's a cat. <laughs> Which we already knew yeah. because five minutes into the movie, Val Kilmer was like pussy cat and like looked at the screen and winked basically. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, this is, this conversation means nothing.
0: <laughs> I guess it's worth mentioning that that they get their shots because if they don't,
1: they regress to like their pure animal form. That's true. And, and it's also worth mentioning that Farooza's Faruza, cat character is like, I'm a monster. I'm gross. I'm gross. And she's like, I well, want to look like you. And Marlon Brando's like, you don't want to look like me. <laughs> And like genuinely laughs, and I again don't think that's in the script. <laughs>
0: I don't think we have to say you don't think that's in the script because because we know for a fact Brando didn't read his lines. <laughs> oh right, I forgot. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, I, and I highly doubt because he does. He like laughs, so I doubt somebody read that through his earpiece. He probably just thought they were having a candid conversation. <laughs> like he just crazy, thought the whole movie was real. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Why'd you wanna look like me? <laughs> ball, uh, ball ass head.
1: I mean for a guy that hates acting, like I, I could see him doing that just because he's like he's like, I'm not gonna read the real line here. Why would she say that? <laughs> 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 There's no reason she, even as a cat person, she's better looking
0: than me. <laughs> yeah which which by the way she looks 100% normal. Like uh, yeah. when she starts regressing, her teeth get a little pointier, but she still looks 100% normal. Now,
1: is Feruza uh, Paul's favorite actress? Paul hates Feruza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his beef is, but he fucking hates Feruza. <laughs> Honestly, um I I don't really I never really remembered her acting. Um, so when I knew that about Paul, I was, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Paul's decision. And then I watched this and I was like, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. I, what is she even in that you could possibly hate? This is <laughs>
0: craft, right? Like, it was... Paul's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Which, so, by the way, we announced, we announced that we're coming back, right? And and yeah. we got a lot of love, and and, and I appreciate that. But what's yep. with all the fucking Paul love? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. My- Every other question I got was about Paul.
1: I know. I know. It's very odd. It's very odd. <laughs> I, I want to do an- another episode with Paul, but there's no way we can do it remotely with him. Because he...
0: Oh, dude. D- 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 <laughs> <laughs> He decided to eat eat an entire bag of chips to the fucking microphone. Forget that he's on the show. Put, the, yeah, put the, just, I was going to say, he's 100% just put the phone down. <laughs> Go like, operate heavy machinery or something. I'm mowing the lawn. <laughs> and you'd be like, Paul, you know, we're recording it now. And I'd be like,
1: oh, yeah? <laughs> just,
0: just keep saying. Just keep saying that
1: over and over again. Wait, so, <laughs> Paul, Paul, in our group chat on Instagram, sent us a story that Joe posted in his story. Like, Joe's story. He sent us Joe's story <laughs> to, for us to look at, like, as if Joe hadn't seen it. And, Paul, and Joe said, Paul, are you kidding me? Look, that, That's my story. And Paul's response was, what was it? Like, he was like, groovy. <laughs> it,
0: was, it, was, it was, whoa, far out. Far out. <laughs> I, I've known Paul since 1993. I've never heard him say far out in an entire fucking way. <laughs> far out. <laughs> I'm <a> fucking maniac.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, the, the hyena boy, the hyena man thing... <clears throat> He has an army now. They break into uh, uh, Moreau's house, and Moreau comes down with, like, cookies and milk. <laughs> and he's acting like they're supposed to be there. And he's like, would, would you guys like a snack? <laughs> Doesn't he serenade them, then too? Yeah, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to play this song for you. He's like, well, first he goes, there's two types of music, this kind, and then he just starts banging the <laughs> piano. <laughs> That kind of music, and he calls it like tone music. He's like, This is tone music, and just like, brum, 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 brum. <laughs> like That's not a real thing. And he's like, Oh, and then there's this kind, and then it was real music. <laughs> um, and the animals kind of like calm down, and you think that they're sedated or whatever. Um, but Hyena Man kind of has his I'm not an animal moment, and he's like, What am I, father? <laughs> so you know what you are. Half an animal. Um Minnie me hands him the necklace to try and zap him, but to no luck. Uh If there is no pain, there is no more law. And they attack and eat the shit out of Moreau and rip off Dr. Moreau's hand. <laughs> uh, and of course, Douglas, who's just always in, he's everywhere. In this movie. Anything anytime something happens, he walks in on it and it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking insane. So he walks in on this, and dude, if you walk in on this, what are you doing? You're you're gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna fucking leave. And for some reason we'll he just swim shooting. back home. <laughs> it's insane. He starts shooting at him. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I get I guess it's also worth
0: mentioning that uh this guy does try to, like, contact the outside world. But every time he does something, like, he tried to get on the boat, and it was just filled with disgusting hybrid rats for some reason. And then he he tries to radio home, and Val Kilmer just destroys it. For, for no fucking reason.
1: Val Kilmer, he's trying to radio home, and Val Kilmer shows up with the computer chip laying on his head, and he's, like, looking for this. <laughs> it's like a motherboard like, laying on his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I, think I,
0: I think i love this movie <laughs>
1: it's so fucking dumb um <clears throat> so now everyone is just kind of concerned about the law <laughs> it's like a lot of animals being like what about the law <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it makes no sense uh and then the, the most ridiculous thing the animals disarm montgomery which is val Kilmer. And you'd think that would be, like, a critical point when they take the guns away from the humans. But it's literally just randomly cuts to Val Kilmer sleeping in a chair. And one of the fucking, one of the fucking animals just sneakily reaching into his shirt pocket and pulling the gun. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's the end. Val Kilmer has no more gun. <laughs> I'm fucking dumb. Um... Douglas and Montgomery and Douglas, Val Kilmer and uh, Lupin, Rupus, Rupus, uh, whatever. <laughs> Douglas and Montgomery are behaving like just like maniacs. Um, Val Kilmer's doing his uh, Moreau impression, which is amazing. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> He's wearing the white makeup, all the weird white clothes, <laughs> and is just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and talking to Douglas that way. Who's just trying to get off the island and you have to deal with Val Kilmer now pretending to be Dr. Moreau. <laughs> like he was already an asshole to begin with. And now he's pretending to be Dr. Moreau. <laughs> Can't even talk to him.
0: Fresh off the death of a guy who he's been with him for like 25 years. He just immediately assumes his identity. <laughs> he's it basically break...
1: like being like, "I know you are, but what am I?" To Douglas, yeah. <laughs> Re- refuses to break character. He's <laughs> just fucking, just fucking trolling Douglas, who's losing his mind. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so good. Also, Mon- he d- he destroys all the all the serum for some reason. Dude, Montgomery's like, "We need the serum," and he's like, "Yeah, I destroyed it all." <laughs> <laughs> so it just means they're all gonna turn. It's insane. Yeah. Oh boy. And he has no motivation to do that, does he? <laughs> no, no, why would you? <laughs> um and then it cuts like pretty pretty harsh cut to Montgomery being carried down to the animal lair like a king. <laughs> and then I think he's handing out the serum. Oh, cause he, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, yeah, cause Val, Val says that he destroyed it all. And then, and then conveniently, like two seconds later, um, the other guy finds, finds like a, a dash spot that. Oh,
1: oh, cause Val, Val was the one handing him out. Val got carried down and was like, take some. And he was like throwing vials out. So, I mean, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just drugs. Who the fuck knows? It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Oh God! I don't know what's happening. This is what it really like. I'm just like, I, who cares? Um. Oh yeah, you're. Oh, Douglas goes to the lab though. Um. That's right. That's he right. he finds his blood vial, and his little babies in jars, um, and realizes. Which, like, I feel like this could have been cooler. But anyway, he's like, he was gonna use me to make serum. <laughs>
0: <Which> <laughs> yeah. One- yeah. Because. He was going to stop, uh, his blood was going to stop Feruza Block's regression. Yeah, but like, whatever. Why?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the animal army invades Val Kilmer's little orgy that he has going on. And Val Kilmer screams, I want to go to dog heaven. So the butler dog kills him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, there was no alpaca man in this. Um, <laughs> Feruza and Doug, they blow up the lab. The animals start chasing them. Um, and, and... The dogs attack them. The dogs catch them. Feruza starts acting like the weird cat girl that you knew in, like, sixth grade. That, like, hissed at you. <laughs> and then they just fucking hang her. They just... <laughs> Inst- she's just dead <laughs> <laughs> they're building up this character for Balk and then one of the dogs is just like bye and then just like, throws her off the <laughs> fucking roof with a rope so, around her neck
0: so abrupt
1: so abrupt um, then the end the main the end scene um, the, the hyena and his army uh, are speaking to all the animals electrocuting them the hyena wants everyone to call him a god. I don't know what the motivation of all of this is, or why this is happening. Um, the the that dude, the hyena man, shoots like all of the like a bunch of the animals. Yep. And and uh, you know, I don't really know what happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he kills them
0: all, and then, <laughs> wait, but then who shoots him? No one shoots
1: him they they like i thought talk, they I thought talk. he got shot and he he, he he falls into a bunch of fire i no they scare him and he drops his gun <laughs> <laughs> oh good even stupid and then and then oh oh yeah yeah wait oh so, also, I didn't know this guy was a hyena the whole movie. I thought he was... Well, <laughs> bab- of course. A baboon. And then... But at the end, he does the <laughs> hyena laugh. And I was like, now you wait to do this? Like, that could have been, like, a cool thing the whole movie. Yeah, it could have been, been his MO, yeah. Yeah, and now he does it, the very last scene of the fucking movie. But anyway, um so they're shooting anyone, but then somehow they, they get the gun away from him. And then all the patsy animals, like the ones that dress as butlers and shit... They, like, come out of the woodwork, and they're like, hey. And, like, one of them has, like, a four-foot club. <laughs> it's just <laughs> hitting the hyena man. <laughs> and the hyena man's just, like, kind of, like, running around. Um, it, Douglas gets a gun and is just pointing it at him, but won't shoot him. And then, ultimately, the hyena man's, like, and then just walks into the fire. <laughs> is it, this is yelling... <laughs> Yelling about why did Moreau create him? A- Dude, he's screaming, Why? <laughs> Imagine walking into fire and being like, Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And that's the end. Um, Douglas, uh, he, you see him getting on his little shit box raft to go away, and the animals are like, Please don't go. And Douglas is like, Don't worry, I'll bring back more scientists and doctors. And then uh that's when Ron Proman's like please please don't bring anyone back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the baboon guy is like crying about him leaving, like sniffling. And it's like, dude, Douglas didn't do shit for you guys. <laughs> he, did. Dude, he couldn't have done less. <laughs> he could not have done less. He, did, he he just showed up when bad things happened and was like, oh my god. Dude, Douglas' entire character could have been completely left out of the movie. And, and
0: all the points still would have been made. Dude, you, you're you 100% right. There There's actually no reason for it. Like why did they even bother recasting him? It's fucking ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I wish they did Brando as both characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So that's the that's the island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> Great first episode back. Um yeah, it
0: feels good. It feels good, man.
1: It does feel good. This is this is the reboot. Um reboot in the horror show. Um I'm excited. Uh, I think there's a not lot gonna, we can do. Um, I was
0: gonna say we're, we're not gonna stick to just horror this time, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm probably gonna probably, change like I should have intro. That, yeah.
1: yeah, I'm gonna change our intro a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do more of uh, like a cult thing, which I, I've wanted to do for so fucking long. <laughs> like literally since the cult movie challenge we found since you found that. I was like there's just so much gold there and it is in the same wheelhouse you know what I mean like we're still going to pick violent weird shit <laughs> but dude, dude, all the time like even even at
0: the height of the horror show people would be like will you please do this like Chuck Norris movie or will you please do No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan I,
1: I I think it's worth it to do I I think we'll I think we'll find a niche kind of in like those cult movies dude even uh what is it CT horror what what is Larry's thing the horror Screening, what's it called? Cult classic. Oh wait, Connecticut cult classics. Oh yeah, that's what it is. So I guess it's not about (laughs) horror. (laughs) But like he shows, like he usually shows horror, but then like he'll occasionally throw like Lady Terminator in, (laughs) and it's like that shit is amazing. That shit's amazing, and we need to talk about it. That 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 will. I'm I'm so excited for that stuff. So we're going to do a lot of that too. I don't think people care, and if you do, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> whatever everyone cares about everything now so it's fine
0: <laughs>
1: nothing new um dude i love i love uh
0: not not to be negative right off the bat but i, I love that still to this day we get messages being like well, all you guys do is we talk about the movie from start to finish it's like yeah that that is all we do we've been doing that for fucking four years it's so
1: fucking weird it's so fucking weird it, it it boggles my mind. Oh, all they do is talk. Who wants to listen to that? It's, don't listen then. Like, what? What? You, what? It's so weird. If I listen to something I didn't want to listen to, I'd turn it off. How many albums have I started and been like, oh, my God, this is fucking terrible. I'm not going to listen to this. It's so fucking weird. But, you know, whatever. I'm not reading the reviews anymore. <clears throat> I was actually talking to that guy, um, Steven Strikes Guitars. Uh, yeah. Recently. First of all, did you see that they wrote a song for Red Baron and Pizza? And it's like, no. dude, it's the craziest thing. So I started talking to him because I saw Red Baron Pizza post a tweet of his band when the clock strikes, which is like yeah. they've picked up like a, a pretty big fan base, it seems. But Red Baron Pizza posts their video being like, this is our official new song of Red Baron no Pizza. Shit. And I was like, what the fuck? So I messaged him and I was like, what is happening? Like and I, cuz I went I like went through the timelines trying to figure out what had occurred. But I couldn't piece it together. And I was like, did you guys win a contest or something? And he's like, no. He's like our lead singer just like kept harassing him on Twitter with these like <laughs> weird videos he was making about red bear and pizza and they basically were like well, if you're such a good singer, like write a song for Red Bear and Pizza. So they did. And then they were, Red Bear and Pizza was like, this is awesome. And posted it. It's like, amazing. I know. And I was like, that's crazy. So me and him were talking about that. And then he started talking about the show. And we kind of just started talking about feedback. And I was like, I'm, I was like, I am super sensitive to like criticism and feedback. And I was like, and Joe literally does not give a shit and like (laughs) sends me the reviews. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I want to fucking kill myself. And Joe's like, look at this idiot. (laughs) i'm so so bad at that
0: because i know you i I know you process it differently and i always feel bad afterwards because i'm expecting you to react like i do it like laugh out loud and you're just like oh my god like what have we done
1: (laughs) fuck well it's so funny because like steven said the same thing he was like he's like oh it's the same thing he's like there's like a bunch of tweets because it's red bear and pizza it's a fucking national account and he's like There's a bunch of tweets like about us that like some of them aren't nice and they're, he's like, and the lead singer keeps sending them to me being like, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, And he's having like a nervous breakdown about it.
0: Dude, I think about that all the time, because I I do, I do it to you all the time, and every time, and I've never learned my lesson in four years, I'm always like, oh man, look at this idiot, like, and then
1: you're just completely, completely ruined your day. I'm devastated (laughs) for like a month, it like affects me for like a fucking month, but it's weird because like, when I, once I talk to you about it, like in person, I'm fine with it, I I understand, but somewhere deep down it bothers me still, but it... (laughs) It shouldn't because it's insane. It's insane. But it does fucking bother me. And I think it bothers me more because these people are just wasting their fucking time. (laughs) Go do something. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, I'm excited to be back. It'll be good. Um, So we'll have some more announcements down the line of whatever we're doing in the future. um, Whether that's Patreon or... Whatever. Hopefully, I, dude, it's weird doing this during the coronavirus too, because no live shows probably in the near future. Um,
0: no, no, but I would love, I would love to, to start doing that once things open back up. That's like,
1: yeah, that, you mentioned cult cult. classics,
0: like, like showing, showing a video and and doing a show after, like that would be, that would be ideal.
1: Yeah. Hosting our own thing. Um, I think that's kind of the way we're going to be moving towards shit is, we're just going to do it ourselves, and we're not going to wait for other people to book us and stuff. Um, I would love to do Salem again, though. I wonder if they're going to do something online for it, because that would be cool. Um, I think they are. I think they are. Um, Jess
0: actually reached out a, a little while ago and asked if I wanted to like judge some some shorts that they're doing. But I would love to link up with Salem again. All right. Yeah, we, you, we should reach out to going.
1: her. Um, yeah, have our management call them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's it, man. So, um, we, uh, oh yeah. One other thing. Pat- Patreon picks are done <laughs> for us to yeah, do this. It, we, we have to have, we have to have final say of the movies we're doing. We're going to come was, up with something cool for Patreon though. It
0: was a nice incentive and, and like, I'm glad that we did it. Like, well, <laughs> Towards the end, I wasn't. But, like, it was a nice incentive. We got some good movies out of it. We got some amazing movies stuff, out of it. Stuff that I wouldn't have watched. But, like, this go around, I just want to be able to be like, hey, I really want to watch this. Dude, Like, exactly. this looks like something I would have fun. How did no one
1: pick Island of Dr. Moreau? Right? <laughs> like, this is amazing. This is the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> Do you have a, do you have
0: a, I know, I know, we've been talking for 90 minutes and like some, some episodes, you know, on Patreon pick ones, would be like 50 minutes in and I'd be like, I'm going to fucking gouge my
1: eyeballs out. Like, there, there were, there you were, know, and we had to make, we had to make them work and that was fucking hard. That was like fucking hard to do with some of them. Some of them were just, and what, what was the one that broke me? Vampire in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, it was Vampire in Brooklyn. That was that was the,
0: that was the downfall of the the first go around. It,
1: it was, was because I was just, I, did, I, I watched I watched fucking ten minutes of it and I was like, "I this is awful. I I'm not having fun anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is not fun." Is that
0: movie that bad?
1: Did we ever do it or no?
0: Well, no, because I was going to watch it, and you were like, that's when it broke you. You're like, I'm done,
2: Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like,
1: okay, I guess um, I'm not going to watch it. Honestly, I, I I don't know if it was like... See, like I think it was a fine movie. I mean, Eddie Murphy does an accent that is just <laughs> abysmal. <laughs> um, But I, I honestly don't remember. But I remember... I don't think it was like a bad movie. I think it was just... I think it was just a movie I didn't want to watch, and, and there was nothing there. And I was just like, "What am I going to say?" Like I'm writing jokes for this, and I just have nothing. And I'm like, "I don't know what to say about this."
0: But that, That's a good point, and that's why I, that's why I, I want to be like I want us to have say in what we're choosing because
1: there's just sometimes it's so flat, and you're like, "What the fuck am I going to say to you?" Other than like, "Yeah, I watched it." <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah, hate it. I didn't love it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like that's it's insane. It's insane. Um, do you have yeah, a I, do you have something picked out for next week? Um, I don't. So we we um do you have something picked out for next week? I, do, I don't. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I I guess I don't have a list of the Patreon picks anymore. I I I know I must have it somewhere on my computer, but I don't I don't see it here. Um Jesus Christ, we were doing this in 2015. That's insane. Um, well, we started in two thousand fourteen. That's fucking stupid um it is <laughs> um, I don't know what how about we just um ask people to send us some ideas and we'll find something we like
2: okay
1: what what's what's um by the way sean um I don't know but when do we release the episodes Tuesday? yeah. All right. I'll have the email set up by then. So, so email your ideas to Sean at IHateHorror.com or, um, Instagram or um, maybe Twitter. Yeah, I guess Twitter. Twitter's fine. Um, just, just hit us up. Give us some ideas. Um, what is witch trap?
0: Witch trap?
1: It's on my list.
0: I think I'm sold. <laughs>
1: Dude, the IMDb synopsis is deadly dull horror film about a group of ghost hunters and cops who enter an old mansion which is said to be haunted by the previous owner. Okay. <laughs> it looks like a metal cover. All right. So we might be doing witch trap unless we get some other ideas. Um, and then we'll post it on our, uh, our account. Wait, is witch trap a black metal band?
0: I've oh. never heard of a
1: band called Witch Trap. No, Witch Trap is an album. It's a tribute to Venom. Oh, okay. Oh, this guy, the guy that directed this also directed Witchboard and Night of the Demons. Okay, loves witch titles, huh?
0: You really I'm too busy. Does. <laughs> I'm too busy looking at looking at Havens cuz that face is absolutely ridiculous. Dude, <laughs> please, please Google Hal Havens right now and look at the third picture that comes up.
2: Fucking
0: Who is mysterious. it? Who is it? Hal, Hal, Hal Havens. Okay. As as a Knight of the Demons poster in the background, it's the third picture that comes up on Google.
1: I don't see. It. I don't see. It. Oh, I, Text it. Don't me. see it. Hang right, on. You googled it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because cause I typed in uh, What's the movie called? Witch, witch Trap? Yeah This movie's gonna be so bad um, Yeah, I googled it and it had like a, a list of the cast And his face was so stupid I had to look his up But this is the third picture <laughs> the fucking, fucking Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> Did it come through?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who's the person next to him? What is that? So who does he play? He's that like pig guy. In what? Wishtrap? trap? No, from uh, Night of the Demons.
0: Oh, oh 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 yeah, I guess he would be in Night of the Demons. Yeah. Is he the
1: pig guy? He's like the jock pig guy, yeah. <laughs> oh st- <laughs> fucking stooge! <laughs> stooge, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, that's well, good. that's it. That's it. We'll probably watch Witch Tra- <laughs> which Trap. <laughs> I hope it's just the plot of Parent Trap, but with witches. That would be honestly way better than what we're about to watch. <laughs> we'll probably do Witch Trap, so prepare for that. And uh, if we audible, we'll let you know on Instagram at I Hate Horror or Twitter also at I Hate Horror. Um, we're also at I Hate but there's nothing there except links to how to listen to it. And you guys are already listening, so it doesn't matter. So tell your friends we're back because we are. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna make some moves here, um, and uh, have some good stuff lined up for you down the road. Um, yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to say, Joe? No, I'm good. All right. Well, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.
2: A monster. Mutilate, mutilate, m <laughs> m it m it guys.